0: Right, We are finally back to Feed the Beauty. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Buffalo.
1: And I'm Legs. Hello. Hello.
0: And I'm the host, one of the hosts of False Reality Check. And we are kind of all co-hosting this show as we go. I forgot what you said, Bob, but we're all just stumbling through things and making shit happen or something like that. But that's basically what this show is. We're just a bunch of homesteaders and we're home enthusiasts as Lanny has on her wonderful headline there. I love that I do too and uh, we're just trying to figure this out and we finally have a chance to actually talk to each other because this winter never fucking ends although today we can see the road now I'm just gonna throw that out there guys no. we see road there is road we're getting there it's it's <laughs> happening it's slowly happening and next week it's gonna snow all week so we'll see what happens <laughs>
2: How do you Holy guys live shit. like that?
0: <laughs> we survive. That's what it is. Torture, it's man.
3: Survival at that. Point, like
2: you yeah. live there for fun?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Par- It's it's really paradise here.
2: There? Nobody's holding you hostage. No, no.
1: I mean, it, it's always an adventure if you every help day. Need blink
3: six times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, like. <laughs> Just like Nudge, 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 nudge. <laughs> No, it is always an adventure here. I would not change anything about this place. No, uh, people, people's true selves really come out, (laughs) especially right now. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody is super stir crazy. Everyone's writing red rum on their doors and there's people want to murder each other, but it's all in good fun because it's (laughs) coming to an end. We see the sun. It was sunny all day today. It's going to be sunny all day tomorrow. So hopefully, you know, we're we're getting we've passed the hump and hopefully the melt continues we'll see what next week brings but before we catch up with us because we just wanted to jump around who wants to go first and and just talk about what's going on since we've last talked
3: well um we've had a lot of action actually um <laughs> <laughs> I guess. that's what she said yeah uh, <laughs> Crazy. We're going right back into it. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. We actually,
2: <laughs>
3: we actually went to our first farmers market. Did our first farmers market, and nice. I would, I would consider it a pretty big success. We made, we made okay money. I mean, we're still in the hole from what, yeah, from <laughs> what it cost us to kind of get there. But um, there was a
2: lot of overhead costs, like a canopy um, materials yeah,
3: table and, and just kind of getting stuff for a nice setup that grabs attention, you know. So um, it, it, it took us a bit to get there, but we're there. We made money. We sold product. They we, didn't make
2: us put eggs in coolers.
3: Yeah. nice Eggs were just able to be out um we sold some chicks stemming from that we met some cool people we've been
2: selling chicks
3: we've been selling chicks like crazy nice i'd like to get to the point to where we're like a small time hatchery um but yeah we're i'm building this big giant amazing chicken coop that is eight foot by 24 foot and mostly constructed out of like hundred year old doors
4: and windows windows.
3: yeah yeah it's gonna be really awesome if it if i can make what's in my head a reality or even close to it it's gonna be really freaking awesome
1: that sounds awesome i pictured alice in wonderland yeah when you when you said like windows and doors it's gonna be well pretty cool
0: before you said windows and doors i was like thinking chicken palace i'm like chicken taj mahal and then you're like no it's gonna be made out of old doors and windows i'm like okay so like not that but still right pretty nice <laughs> it's I think. gonna have
3: old tin roof rusted tin roof and um like the entryway is a is an old pair of french doors with old hardware and everything on it cool uh, damn yeah it's it's gonna be really cool i'm super excited about it it rained today
2: oh, well,
4: it uh, hasn't you know,
3: rained it hasn't rained in weeks
2: we went berry picking and uh and now it's cold
3: yeah it's cold and wet you don't know cold the day that i started building this freaking <laughs> what well, to us it's all relative buffalo <laughs> it's relative it's you're texas used cold. to the cold we're I, in I, texas where here. it's 80 degrees one day and 40 the next and oh god to.
2: and any of you would just drown. <laughs> yeah, <creating constantly. laughs>
4: That's
1: crazy.
3: I'm yeah.
2: halfway through my herbalist course.
3: Yeah, nice.
2: To be a certified herbalist soon. Wow, cool. I'm excited about that. That's yeah. pretty cool. I have sourdough I've kept alive. It's not died.
3: All right. I have
2: plants I've kept alive.
3: Yeah, doing some gardening a little bit,
4: I herbs know. and
3: tomatoes and such. Good. All small time stuff. And still cranking away with chickens, so we've got another batch of eggs in the in the incubator that should be hatching in like eleven days, mm-hmm. and we've already preemptively sold like almost all of them. Um, they're almost all sold. Nice. So uh, yeah, it's it's coming along. Canning. It's coming along.
2: That's awesome. Doing the canning stuff.
3: She finally yeah. got a pressure canner. Yep. Yeah all right right all you right. guys
1: are you guys are killing it That's He's good got a vacuum
3: sealer
2: we did i feel really late yeah. to the
3: game with that one yeah but...
4: <laughs> yeah it's nice yeah
3: well, yeah we just kind of been piling stuff up and now we're broke and it's like thank god we got food and all this stuff ways to preserve things because <laughs> we ain't going anywhere for a while <laughs>
1: For sure. No, the, the chick thing is huge for you guys, I think, because we were at a farm store yesterday. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, there there's a big sign there that says we're limiting the amount of chicks, like five. It's like five or six I think per it family. Like half a
0: dozen per family. Yeah,
1: five yeah. or six per family. And uh, I was like, OK, because there's a shortage or something on chicks. Um, yep. but yeah,
0: that seems a little like BS because we ordered 50 meat birds and we ordered 25 uh layers from the same place that's the same hatchery that that farm store gets, you know, their layers from. So, I don't know if it's just the store's policy, but that that hatchery is not limiting people. Yeah. So, I well,
2: don't know. I heard or read somewhere and didn't do any research, so don't hold me to it, but most or the majority of the hatcheries that sell chicks were based in Ohio where the train Uh. so I mean I don't know I really don't know if that's accurate or not but that's an
3: interesting thought wouldn't be surprising if it was true hmm
0: that's crazy I didn't even think about because I know that people who had chickens there were saying their chickens died or were suffering blindness or the eggshell like the got turned clear basically so yeah I mean that does make sense the one that we ordered our meat birds from is uh murray mcmurray shout out to them we don't get paid or anything but they have really good meat birds and they, they think they're in iowa or something i don't even know where iowa is, is iowa by ohio i'm not sure <laughs> it <is. laughs>
4: it's It's over, over there, there somewhere glass. move along yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me where stuff is yeah
0: i'm an american we don't know anything <laughs> we, we got gps go.
2: i know where i'm at <laughs> supposedly
3: it's like Iowa, Ohio, Wisconsin, it's kind of kind of all Michigan. over there. Michigan is
0: Great Lakes like portion. <laughs> I've been stuff. For sure. Yeah,
4: McMurray uh McMurray was sold out of, out of all the straight run pullets uh for layers that I wanted and I I looked not long after you guys placed your order so I know they were selling out and I'm not sold out forever, but sold out until like July or August. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get my chicks in July or August. I want to get them now so that they're hatch you know, hatching there's laying eggs by July or August. So yeah, it's, it's been like that here too. the local f- farm store. Well, they got bought out. So not quite local anymore. And, but then also the tractor supply um, I've seen some in tractor supply, but it was like slim Pickens, And then the next time I was in, they were empty and they're like, you got to call on Wednesday and see if we get them, and then we'll let you know that they'll what we have and when they'll, that they'll be out on Thursday, that kind of a thing. And then the more local place was like, Yeah, you get here Saturday morning, but there's a line out the door around the store, and you have to stand in line, and it's oh. first come, first serve. It's like, okay, uh, so maybe we're using the incubator this year too. I had decided I wanted to buy just pullets this year.
3: Right.
4: Well, I think I want to hatch them too, or we'll see if one goes broody. That's fine. But I wanted to get like 20 new pullets just to be sure we have a lot of layers going into winter next year that our first year, cause that's how we've been able to make sure we have our own eggs uh, during the winter. Cause the young, the young ones will still lay. Yeah. We yeah, ordered our sure. meat birds from Meyer hatchery and they, they were the same thing. They were out of most straight run. You, I mean, you could, you could, sorry, not straight run, but the sex pullets um, straight run. You could still get some, but uh, I, I'm not trying to get a bunch of roosters and pay five bucks a piece for them. Those are free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no did you check out dunlap uh hatchery in idaho it's on the it's I on the did western edge
4: you told me about it i'm gonna write it down again
0: yeah they they apparently supply pretty much all the tractor supply and feed stores in this area at least obviously because we're in idaho but we're on the other side of idaho they're near boise and for some reason I was able to find like they had reds, leghorns, um, Morans, like all, all of them. You could get them sexed, or you could get the straight run if you wanted. And I I when I looked at Murray, they they were completely out until, like you said, July. like we could not, yeah. and I wanted to get everything from Murray if we could. But since our first flock came from Dunlop, we figured, "Hey, why not? Let's just try it again. They're the ones that have it available. So they're actually shipping ours, I think, in two weeks. Yeah. So we should be getting them like the start of April and I still have to finish building a brooder box to fit 75 birds in it. So <laughs> it's like a, it's like an eight ten 10 foot long, you know, four foot wide almost. It's, it's, it's a big one, but it, it'll keep them pretty good. I want to give them like a good deep bed. I was doing some research and I found that for those of us here that drink coffee, which is most of us except for you, because you don't like coffee legs. Yeah. I heard you can use coffee grounds uh, after they've been dried, obviously, as like kitty litter almost for chickens. So I was watching, uh, I saw like an Instagram reel with a person that made, I don't know, like a chicken palace, kind of like what you're talking about, Bob. And they... It, it was amazing. It looked like a house, but it was for chickens. And they basically put the roost right above this tray area that they put all this coffee ground, kind of used coffee grounds in there. And I thought, oh, should, they shouldn't eat coffee. Like that's probably not good for them. Apparently chickens are very good at deciding what's good and what's not for them. Like just with one taste. If they taste it, they're like, oh, I don't like that. And coffee is one of those things. And it acts like a natural kitty litter. So if you hold the roost, you have them right above like this area of coffee grounds, you can basically take like a kitty litter shovel and just scoop out the poop and just keep putting
3: more coffee what? grounds.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and your coop will smell like coffee. It
0: smells like coffee, not like chicken yeah. shit. It sounds it's
1: like
2: a drink. Yeah, it's we've true. heard
3: we've heard that and we actually started collecting coffee grounds for a while.
2: They mold so um, super easy.
3: They do mold. Drying them out was difficult, but then um through talking to some other people what can be harmful to them is the level of caffeine. And so there's there's one place that sells like um coffee ground um bedding basically in like 40 pound bags i saw that but it's all decaf from, like, rule king oh. i
2: think it's where it is so super far think... from us um and the shipping was outrageous but yeah. Maybe closer to you guys.
4: I would think the acidity would be weird. I would wonder if the acidity would be weird with them just walking around on it. But right. if they were already spent and then dried out, right. I would, it should be fine.
0: Yeah, there's less sure. caffeine after it's used because most of the sure. caffeine goes into your cup. And then the yeah. rest of it, I mean, I, I used to work at a coffee shop. I was a barista. I'll just throw that <laughs> out there. Oh, me too. Um, it was super, super hipster. And uh, yeah, I think coffee, all the caffeine goes out. So, we do have a big load of coffee grounds we got from a local donut shop. They're like the only ones here that serve coffee because everyone's Mormon. And um, they, they're they just going to supply us with buckets as long as we need it. So basically, whenever we go in, we're like, hey, we need, we need a bucket. They're just like, hey, here you go. And they give us a bucket. We have to dry it out because they're wet. And you're right. They do mold pretty easy. I think all the coffee grounds are at the bottom are all moldy. Mm so we'll have to go through and figure it out but they take all the filters out and you know they're pretty cool with all that stuff well, so.
4: whatever is molded goes in the compost because actually that's really good for planting too right um when i worked at a right. coffee i worked at coffee stands for like five years and people every place i ever worked there was somebody that would come and take the grounds away gardening types or or homesteader types
0: nice. for sure for sure Lanny, what about what about you we got we got update from bob and kaylee what about you what's going on in your world
4: well Let's see, we had the um, home canning workshop at the end of uh, the last month we had, (laughs) it was that February. Um, But I got sick and I had to reschedule it for the following week. I had 17 screens, so more than 17 people signed up. And we only had five screens that could come to the reschedule. So that was really sucky. Um, You guys were both signed up for that. sorry we missed it. Yeah, it was a bummer. But, I mean, it's still really fun. Like, you'll watch the replay. We had a great time, good people there. But it would have been just a little different energy if we would have had more people. Uh, But that was my bad. I went to a water park with my family, an indoor water park um, and, like, family resort and um i swam in chlorine for two days straight and about three days after that i just started puking i'd like never throw up i never get stomach sick i was sick for like five days was- oh, oh no! yeah and i i'm blaming it on the chlorine and the microbiome just down everyone's like oh yep. did you get some kind of shit disease from you know baby diapers in the pool <laughs> I'm like no i don't i don't think it was a bacterial thing like that i think it was more my well, it could
3: be it, it doesn't be. take much to get cryptozoia or whatever it's called Oh, uh, i read all of all those things and, in bed in the middle being of the night. in the pool industry that was one of when i did commercial work mm-hmm. that was one of the things the chlorine had to be above a certain level and that's why chlorine yeah. in public pools you always smell the chlorine because they just hit <laughs> them hard because yeah. they gotta kill that or everybody gets but see
4: it. like The place was super clean and it was really well. I was really impressed by it actually compared to the stuff that's closer by us and no one else in my family got sick. So that's what made me think it was just yeah, the the chlorine was working too well in my microbiome and it, it just. Tanked that, and I had to clean house and rebuild. I was eating, drinking a lot of kefir when I came back from it, making sure I'm I'm having all my ferments with every meal. So that was fun. But the canning workshop was a success. I made some um, canned pickled curry cauliflower as my demo, so I'm excited uh, to try. That was a new one I've never tried before, and it's there. I, there's nothing growing for me to can right now, so I was like, I can pick whatever I want from the store and do something fun. So that's what I did, and we went through canning, and you guys can watch the replay if you haven't already and the book that I've got. And uh, then we just recorded a QA and a follow-up with a few people that were there uh, that'll be released on my podcast, the Greener Postures podcast. And um, that should be good too with just more questions that came up after the workshop. And um, yeah, today I fed the chickens this morning myself for the first time. Not like I've never, never, no, I've never done it. I've never, besides throwing stuff at them from the kitchen, Uh, That's Chud's responsibility. But after a lot of research and uh, deliberation, we have settled on a new feed and a new feeding method. So thank you, Buffalo, for all the texts we exchanged back about how you're feeding and where you were sourcing your stuff and how you're mixing it. And I have uh, lots of questions, but pricing stuff and like The price of our lesser feed is going up anyway, and the price of the better feed is not necessarily going up as much as quickly. And uh, then the idea of adding water to it and fermenting it, feeding less, blah, blah, blah. And then I came to this idea of, well, instead of free feeding for 12 hours on, 12 hours off like we do, Where Chud basically puts uh, the feeder into a five gallon or like a big garbage can, a metal garbage can at night. And then before he goes to work at 5 a.m., he puts the feeder back out. So it's about 12 hours up. So instead of doing that, we are only feeding outside of the coops in the morning in a big trough. And we're just letting everybody out and then feeding them there. And then the rest of the day, they're on their own. And so we're feeding them like a lot less than we were before. So hopefully the difference between the being fermented and being um, feeding so much less that the price will kind of even itself out. And this should encourage them to eat more of the stuff that we want them to eat anyways, bugs and, and, and plants and stuff around the, the property, which I think it has because the older flock's been kind of lazy and they've been the last two days, three days since we've been doing it, they've been around. So instead of Ched putting the food out before he leaves, it's now me and the two-year-old's responsibility to, um slop the chickens like we used to do the pigs nice. so it's it's kind of it's kind of fun and Chad built this beautiful trough like um i think it was 10 feet long and it just like a little v that's got on little legs just perfect height for the chickens i just posted a reel on the instagram page if you want to see what it looks like the chickens eating this morning so that was cool and we were able to find the feed we wanted through azure standard and um We're doing a group order, like a wholesale order with friends that have a business. And so I was able to get it for even 25 cents um, a pound cheaper than I was thought I was from Azure. So it turned out to be pretty good Um, through that same order. I just ordered a whole bunch of different like ancient grains, wheat berries, so I can continue milling my own flour. And I put a bunch of those in Mylar bags and, you know, like five pounds each so that I can shop from my own grocery store when it's time to get flour because the price of bread flour went up here to oh it's over two dollars a pound for just bread flour so wow, i'm like now I, I for like einkorn berries were were two two 267 and now it's like those are really expensive the spelt was under it was like a dollar and six cents so i'm paying like half the price to get spelt which like is better for you and you just have to grind it yourself. So I'm trying to save money by buying that stuff in bulk and, and packaging it correctly so that I don't I make sure I'm protecting my investment, you know? So working on that, um, let's see my, my two-year-old fell in the pond today. So that was an exciting oh and gosh. sad. He didn't cry or anything. He was just shocked. And Chad looked like he was going to cry. He was scared. He went all the way under. So I was just, you know, an hour ago combing algae out of, you know, like fine oh, little baby hair. I've never cut it. So he's like a rat tail of like baby hair. And I'm just like <laughs> having a shampoo and comb that out. Uh He seems fine, but he was very cold. It's, it was like... I don't know, 50 degrees out now, but it was like 35 this morning. So that water was pretty cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I started a bunch of seedlings. I've got tomatoes sprouting and I've got cucumbers and cabbage and Tulsi and Italian basil and Thai basil and dill and something else um, All ready starts in these new racks that I put in my windows in my kitchen. And then I'm going to start some seeds out this week, probably root vegetables is what the moon calendar tells me to, to do um, over the next four days. So I'll do potatoes, carrots, uh, beets, and radishes. Those are all pretty, pretty good about planting before the last frost date, because oh, nice. our last frost date's probably up into the second week of April, around there, I'm guessing. Um, and that, that must I, be nice, Lanny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I know that'll be the last frost date. So they say, but they were spraying heavy today. So I'm not sure if we're going to like get snow tomorrow or something because it got cold last night and that was clear. And then now it's just like a milky. I, my mom came over today and I was even mom. Look at that see that thing one big fat one right over watching it lay i'm like watch that and watch what happens next and then i took her outside later look at it see it, how it spreads out how you can't see the sky it's like do you remember when you were a kid was the sky milky like that or was it blue just asking all these questions like I, was, <laughs> I was real That's fired amazing. up about it today she's like, i just don't like to think about it
3: Oh my gosh. <laughs> not not yeah. thinking about it has gotten us where we are.
4: I know. So I'm like, mm, get that stuff out of here, but we'll see what happens. Um, but my my garlic that I planted November first is starting to stick its little head up out of the hay that we covered it with to keep it warm. So that's exciting. And my rhubarb is coming and my I've got new um raspberry shoots are coming. So we're gonna have to relocate a bunch of raspberries this year because it's getting kind of crowded. So that's exciting because hopefully we'll have a whole bunch more raspberries. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, been writing my book for the the sourdough workshop. So that's what's coming up next. That's March 26th at 3 p.m. Pacific online. So you can sign up greenerpostures.com slash workshops. And that's going to be fun. I'm going to I'm going to have it all ready. So I've got I've got to start sourdough like three days before the workshop and all these orders so that I can. Uh, feed my starter in front of you and start my dough and stretch the dough and shape the dough and score the dough and bake it. And then of course, everyone's there for the big finale of the crumb shot So you got to cut that bread open and see what it looks like inside. Otherwise, why are you even paying for this? Really? So
1: <laughs> Lani, are you going to have bread baking while you're doing the workshop?
4: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to score it and start yeah. baking it. Um, nice. So you guys can see what it looks like when you take the lid off and you get to see the, the oven spring and then what, you, what, what it looks like when it comes out. And then we'll see um, by the time the end of the workshop goes it should be cooled down enough to slice it. Wonderful. Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh, I didn't want to interrupt your the rest <laughs> of what's going on, but since you brought it up, the sourdough workshop, Legs and I put together a little ad for you for the sourdough workshop that we will be putting on our show. And I'd like to put it on this show I made a little video. Here's the thing, Lanny. I didn't have enough time to ask you for the original video that you did on preserving today. So what I did was I just kind of screen stole your video from preserving Irish today.
2: I not a
4: crime. Yeah. I've been pirated. I'm so I finally made it.
0: I mean, I didn't have another option. I was like, let's just let's let's have Lanny folding dough, and we'll just have our voices in the back. So. It's, it's about a minute and a half. It's a little long of an ad, but it's the only ad we're going to run on our show for like the next couple of weeks until everybody signs up and you get 100 people there. So if, uh, if you can, if everybody's excited enough for it, I'll play it for you guys.
4: I'd love to play it. All right. <laughs>
1: For most folks, the idea of making bread is daunting, especially when it comes to sourdough. But let's be real. What is being labeled and sold as bread in the supermarket should be more daunting. A food revered as the staff of life has become a toxic product, even though it has a long history of being consumed by humans. Well, there is no better time than now to go against the grain and get back to our roots of creating a simple loaf of sourdough. And there is no better person to learn this skill from than Lanny from Greener Postures.
0: On the Greener Postures podcast, and with the fantastic workshop Lanny has put together, the whole month of March is about sourdough. From the basic question of what is sourdough to creating your own starter from scratch and understanding the art of making your own perfect loaf, Lanny's got your back during the live and interactive online workshop on Sunday, March 26th at 3 p.m. Pacific. Lanny's two-hour workshops are a guaranteed good time. Her no-BS style of teaching and bright smile, coupled with the valuable skills and knowledge she provides, are worth every penny.
1: Sign up today at greenerpostures.com sourdough Dash workshop And pay a low fee of $40 to get access to the live online workshop with Lanny, a PDF booklet with tips and recipes, and access to the Greener Postures telegram group. Don't miss out on the opportunity to level up your skill tree and learn how to make your wheat foods more nourishing and digestible through the art of sourdough.
0: Sign up at greenerpostures.com slash sourdough dash workshop and join us Sunday, March 26th at 3 p.m. Pacific. So... I we put that together. I realize how much we pause when we talk. And I like if you look at the audio, there's like cuts everywhere because I have to bring everything together. Otherwise, it'd be like three minutes long. <laughs> That's and what f-
4: my YouTube videos are like too.
0: Yeah, I just I I I know that people have like a five second attention span. So I was like, all right, let's get to the point. Let's do this. But we wanted to put it together because we want people to be there. Legs is now the sourdough queen of our oh. county
1: i'm no, no. I'm,
0: I,
4: <laughs> I'm i'm going be, to say that i'm
0: bestowing that on her because no one here makes sourdough oh my god no one here makes sourdough and she she has orders so i'm just gonna she has weekly <laughs> orders awesome. now good.
1: so yeah awesome. <laughs> yeah nice. i'm i'm getting i'm getting better at it i'm not a pro not just yet but you i'm neither. good enough. i don't think
4: you ever will be yeah it's just uh, it's always about just getting better
1: exactly but i'm good enough to where people they love bread and they want this bread. So. I have like regular customers now, which is pretty cool.
4: That's awesome. Good job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So hopefully everybody here joins. I know I'll be there. I'm really excited for that class, even though I've already been, you know, taking in the sourdough that you make. I want to see what Lanny has to show us. And especially because you're already preparing all this stuff. I'm like, I feel like we're watching uh, Julia Childs, except you're not in the CIA. So (laughs) this is really, this is going to be a great I think but I'm just
4: shocked. as tall as Man Manly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she was tall. I just assume. It's like a Janet Reno situation.
0: She looks like she's seven feet tall.
4: I know. That's what I think. And I'm not that tall. I'm like 5'11", though. So I'm really tall. tall. (laughs) Yeah. not bad. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, I'm excited, actually, that you guys are getting into sourdough. I'm excited to hear that uh, Kaylee has a starter that she hasn't thought that she killed, even though she probably hadn't killed the other ones. I probably Um, did. (laughs) I don't believe her. And um, (laughs) because there is so much more to learn from stuff when you hear it after you have some context. So you guys now have a foundation to lay the information that I'm going to spit at you on, you know, so that there's, there's probably more you can take away, more you can add to the workshop just with questions that you'll
2: have. Yeah.
1: Awesome. yeah I'm looking forward to your discussion on the various grains mm-hmm. and how they differ. And cause I, I kind of have an idea about it, but I haven't tried or played around with them just yet. But, and um, the
4: last episode of the greener posture podcast is, um, how flour affects sourdough. So I talk about different nice. flours and different grains as, as much as I can in the half an hour time that I've, I've given, I've decided to stick to. So those are quick episodes.
1: Yeah. That's I think that's a good time, time limit for sure. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I, uh, forgot. I. I'll put it in the Telegram uh, for us, but I made a little reel of that ad if you wanted it for your Instagram. I don't oh, know. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out like a small screen because I'm literally just stealing your stuff off of YouTube. Yeah. But if I get, if you give me like the actual footage, I could probably configure something to make it better for you. But I figured, hey, we need people there. Sourdough is so good. Everybody here loves it. They just don't know how to make it. And I know it's really good. I've been feeling better eating more sourdough and more ferments. We've been trying to incorporate ferments and pretty much every meal we do, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. I've been having them with eggs in the morning, some sauerkraut with eggs. I I thought it'd be the weirdest thing, but man, it works. Tastes really good. good. If you
4: make some sauerkraut with red cabbage, I don't know why I like the red stuff in the morning uh yeah, the red the red the red sunset kraut in them in with the eggs is really good
1: i need to try it we have some thought, of that in the fridge i thought that would taste better we
0: should try that tomorrow for the eggs okay yeah we'll
4: do that. and for those who don't know sunset kraut is just what i call a recipe that i make <laughs> sauerkraut from my workshop so yeah and yeah just so everybody knows too if you're still want to do the fermentation stuff i'm going to do another live fermentation workshop in june and uh live um fermented beverages workshop in july and then i've also been i've done in in in-house workshops for the first time in a while i had i think 10 people that i didn't know over to to learn about uh, fermented vegetables the day after the or the day before the canning workshop that i did and that was great from some like you know patriot kind of community in town that were they call themselves the thrivers and they were um, doing different workshops at people's house and i volunteered. Uh, they were doing like a rabbit processing workshop the next week at somebody else's farm. So it's cool seeing like some old ladies that oh, yeah. um, just like just stretching their their comfort zone, you know, making sauerkraut. And it was nice to to do that again, because that's the what we don't get to do uh, when I do them online is actually hand people cabbage and be like, squeeze this and see what it feels like. You know, get your hands dirty. Do it yourself. <laughs> I don't want to do all the work. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's fun. That sounds like something we're trying to do with the chickens this summer. So well you know, early summer. When we're butchering the chickens, I want to invite people over just to see the process. And, you know, if you kick a decent enough donation, you'll take a chicken home with you. But we have orders for chickens already. We've basically sold three quarters of our chickens already. So excellent. That's nice.
4: I haven't really tried to push my, my meat this year because I'm not sure if we want it all, but I think we might do a second batch where I specifically try to take orders. Um, especially if this first batch goes well. Uh, and then we, we did secure a 55 gallon drum of organic, uh, grower feed. So I, we're going to have to go through that. Uh, so hopefully uh, we had a a friend that has an off-grid homestead and they're moving to Maine. So they needed to get rid of it because they weren't going to do their meat birds there this year and it wasn't worth taking it. So we're buying that off them and that'll be really nice. Cause then we don't have to go to the store. We don't have to haul bags. It's all in one container. Uh, it's it's going to be much nicer. Um, and then we have a bunch of people that have already invited themselves over for when we're processing chickens cause they want to check it out. So hopefully we, yeah, we can get some donations or at least some help and uh, maybe get some orders for chicken in the future.
0: For sure. I wanted to do a second batch of chickens, but I think we should see how this one goes first. I I, I wanted to do that too. Like just the second batch just to sell off, but we have orders here and, our plan is to keep half of the birds. So 25 will be ours because that's enough for a year for us. So we eat a lot of chicken. Chicken's really yeah. good. And then plus broth and all that other stuff. But yeah. we've been, we've been at it. We've been trying to survive ourselves through the winter. We're seeing signs of spring and the road and it's really nice. She's been going nuts on sourdough and vermin's. Oh my God. What what else are you doing? You do everything.
1: Yeah, I'm- no, I've been like sourdough has been my big thing lately is just uh, trying to work with different flours and see what does what. And I've, I did try the jalapeno cheddar uh, sourdough. I'm still, the first loaf came out like really weedy. Oof. And then I cut back on the wheat for the second one and it was a little better, but it was still kind of heavy was it like
4: wet and gummy inside kind of
1: no it was it was pretty good like the inside um was fine but it was just dense and uh yeah
4: i think i tried too high of a hydration for that and then everything else is also wet and then it's just always ended up gummy for me i haven't been able to do a good one with any kind of wet inclusions only dry spices have have turned out good
1: for sure but i'm i'm gonna give it a third try i kind of i'm adjusting the recipe as i go and uh i i'm using the some fermented jalapenos that i did for the bread so it's like extra fermented (laughs) but um tastes delicious yeah it it came out good the second one came out pretty good but it's not quite there yet i'm still gonna have at it but um i've yet to try to use bread flour to make a loaf of sourdough so i need because i haven't been able to get it around here for some reason Mm -hmm. so um we went down into town yesterday, and I was able to find bread flour finally. So I'm going to give that a shot. I've been doing like wheat and just like all purpose. and
4: and the difference there is the protein uh, level that's in the bread flour. It's a higher protein. and protein is gluten, so it right. just builds a stretchier dough. That dough you saw me stretching in the little video you played was, it was a white bread flour with about 20% wheat bread flour. So it was a high protein. And that's how you can see as I'm stretching each time, it's like a, a, you wait a half an hour and do it again. By the end of that video, it's, things are really like silky and stretchy. And like at first it looks kind of just like it, you could rip a chunk off of it. It's right. um, pretty amazing actually to see that gluten develop.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. So I'm, I'm excited to work with uh, the bread flour. And I've been wanting to make uh, pretzels, sourdough, pretzels too so Ooh. i got a those res- are good i got yeah, a love, recipe for that my kid
4: loves making those mm. yeah and then some beer cheese
0: beer cheese keep making the sourdough pizza because i love pizza <laughs> yeah
4: mm. really we really had that the night before last sourdough pizza again
1: yeah i've been i've been uh making when we make it i'll make a bunch and and then just freeze a lot of freeze a lot of the crust so we can just pull it out whenever we want a quick meal and uh have a pizza but Boboli, yeah. that's it
0: it's, it's yeah. like boboli <laughs> homestead
4: yeah.
1: but yeah sourdough's been been huge for me right now and uh folks in town love it um I've, I've sold a few of my ferments i'm kind of just been gifting a lot of the things i've been making just to get people to taste and uh spread the word and it's been it's been doing pretty good so that's good because yeah. especially
4: if you're working with stuff that people aren't really familiar with, um, they exactly. might not know that they like it. And what you got to get into is kimchi, because that one always goes.
1: Yeah, you? I know that's nice. I
4: think I was thinking of doing a mini uh, workshop just on kimchi that would be like forty minutes, because it's it's an additional step uh, over like sauerkraut. There's a soaking aspect to it and and it's it's simple but it was for some reason like intimidating to me so i didn't make it for a long time um just till a few years ago after i've been doing sauerkraut for 10 years you know um, and it's so, I mean, we have a gallon and a quart in, in the fridge now because I, we like to eat it anytime we have anything close to acceptable. And that's also good with eggs. And then anytime somebody comes over, we just had to have our stove fixed the other day. And the repair guy that came, I was talking to him and I started to feel it out. I'm like, he's cool. So like he ended up part of his bill was paid in chicken, eggs and kimchi, nice su- sausage. So yeah,
1: yeah,
2: making it work. Best way to do it. That's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get into that. I I was trying to pick up a bunch of cabbage yesterday, but good old St. patty's Day. Oh yeah. Everyone oh, the, the store was gone and I I'm like, "Damn, I'm going to have to run down to town again just to get cabbage." Yeah, but...
0: this is what happens when you live by all the white people. <laughs>
4: Yeah, You got to have corned <laughs> beef and cabbage on one day a year. And then they overcook that cabbage until it's totally mush yeah. or they try to make coal cannon. You know what that is? It's, no. it's like mashed mashed potatoes with, uh, that are kind of chunkier and then they've got cabbage in them. It's actually really good. Yeah. Hmm. My grandpa, my step-grandpa was Irish. My, my Italian grandmother's first husband passed away when my mom was little and she remarried an Irishman. And so we always celebrated, um, St. Patrick's day and he would make, coal cannon and soda bread
0: and um corned beef yeah yeah we we actually didn't even think about st patrick's day when we went down we were like oh who's gonna make corned beef and cabbage because where we came from it was like mostly mexican people and you know it was like that was fine because everybody was just getting like carne asada it was an an excuse to drink it was an excuse to drink but nobody ate corned beef and cabbage (laughs) and so we're here and i'm like oh yeah i forgot everybody here's white so of course they're gonna <laughs> have corned beef and cabbage because this is like Irish land here. So,
4: <laughs> so for me this is the time of year where you buy corned beef from the store because it's on sale and you put it in the freezer and you have it at random times throughout mm. the year. When you make a good Reuben, if you make a good rye bread, you make some mustard, you make your sauerkraut all from scratch. Now I need to do corned beef because it's it's like the corned beef from the store is just not that good. It's got the pink salt stuff, the dye in it, and everything the nitrates i think i could corn some beef and i like saying corn corn some beef because it sounds funny
1: (laughs) i'm not a big fan of corn beef
0: i don't think you've had like real corn beef my my, i've I've
1: had yeah i've had like crap corn beef
0: my my mom my mom makes these taquitos (laughs) that are fried in the worst oil in the world and she makes it out of that canned Corn beef you know that stuff that's yeah, barely beef stuff. yeah it's not real yeah. corned beef I don't really know what's in it it's probably got pigeon in it and
4: <laughs> and oh
0: she makes like little taquitos and she fries them as I grew up I thought oh these are great and then you know the more we started eating fermented foods and trying to change our diet I was like oh I don't want to eat that crap anymore first it's fried in like the worst oil in the world and then it's it's corned beef with like all nitrates and it's just yeah. the worst thing you could eat so she has that experience with corned beef. I do too, so but I also need know to the corn other. Corn your
4: own beef and make your own tortillas, and then fry it in lard, and be like, "Here, mom, look at this recipe I approved upon. Dang. Now you won't die from eating it, and it's delicious. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: I'll show her. Yeah,
1: because that does it. Sounds so
4: good. <laughs> yeah
1: no that sounds pretty good
0: you you already show her up her cook- I, her cooking's lost it a long time oh ago <laughs> yeah that i don't have much
4: my mom was like a weight watchers and a chud's mom like always made this like six bean like like sweet beans you know i can't remember what they're called like white people are, like in my barbecues barbecue beans oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but with splenda oh it's like, just like that's oh, the worst oh, thing ever gross. yeah
3: oh my god yeah. are
4: You so, about baked beans
3: Barbecue like, beans. Uh, I don't
4: really like sweet beans. I don't like it. Barbecue sweet, beans but
3: with Splenda.
4: Yeah, and I like uh ranch well, beans. It's similar to 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 baked beans, but they're not sugar. Taste it. But yeah, don't terrible. fake sugar. It's not. It's not a nice thing to do. To because <laughs> oh. you're like, oh, beans. That looks good, and then you taste it. And you're like. That is not sugar. And it's very sweet. It's extremely sweet. That sounds. Yeah, that gross. sounds. That sounds like yeah. cancer.
0: That doesn't sound good. I at love.
4: All. I love barbecue <laughs> beans. I do like barbecue but, beans, but like with damn. maple or
0: something Splendid. in it. Good God. Mm, right. Maple and bacon. Yeah.
4: yeah, I like them when I make them myself. I guess I don't like the cans of whatever they are. That...
0: Mm-mm. The bushes, my the bushes, baked beans. bushes, <laughs>
4: baked beans. Yeah, that's <laughs> what yep. I'm thinking of.
0: Those are terrible.
4: <laughs> yeah, I actually I want to do my own and can them so that we have them for barbecues this summer because then I can control the sweetness there and yeah, use good maple syrup.
0: For sure. Sounds good. So, uh, what I've been working on has been purely mostly politics uh, <laughs> recently. Yes. Ooh, um, here we go. <laughs> I can't.
4: <laughs> I can't
0: go into everything because. There are legal matters at hand and yes, I'm working with an attorney, so I can't go into everything. But what I can say is basically our corrupt city council, and I say corrupt because I have evidence, uh, is trying to charge people. No one in town has water meters. Everybody's on free access to water. As long as the that little water main is flipped, you got water. And they can't shut the sewer off, so it's not like they can stop your your poop from coming out and going into the city sewer. So they try and charge everybody, you know, one fee for water, one fee for sewer every month. Recently, without notice, uh, proper notice, they raised the water rates uh, to an extraordinary amount where some people were going to pay upwards between 200 to almost 400% more per year. That's like... Uh, one person we talked to, for example, is going to have to pay an additional $2,000 per year and they don't Ooh. use any more water than any other residence does. Yes, they operate a business, but the business doesn't use water. Um, they don't have an ice machine. They don't even have a dishwasher. All their, all their stuff is basically, uh, all, you know, efficient and the pipes are all redone. But the problem is, um. Our lovely city council, they uh, they have this thing with outsiders where if you're not from here, they don't like you. If you run a business that they don't like, they don't like you. And they will do anything they can to basically stop you. They also do anything they can to stop development. And as we all know, development just happens. Like it, you can make as many rules as possible. And we came from the land of development in California where they have all of the rules, like literally all of them. They've, they've created rules. And there's more development there than anywhere else. And the reason why is because developers are millionaires. They can afford to pay for anything and they just pass the cost off to whoever's going to buy the property off them or rent the property from them. So we're in this kind of legal battle where this water ordinance is now officially null and void. It is not passed. They cannot enforce it. They cannot charge people. They, uh, I actually paid our water for the whole year and they were going to charge me additional even after I paid. They're like, oh no, it's retroactive. You have to pay, but it's only a little bit more. So it's not that big deal. I'm just like, we're poor. Like we don't have anything and you're trying to jack us even more. So I've kind of, not me, but me and another businessman here in town have formed a coalition of businesses and residents that are just done. And we have an attorney. We have evidence. We have public records requests in that they're trying to push to the side and not answer. And we're basically going to go after them any legal means necessary, any, any way possible to the point where we've proven their lawyers inept. Like I've done a better job than him. I've actually informed him of what the, what the ordinance says because he didn't read it. Our ordinance uh, was basically taken from some other location and, here and so we're we're in this battle we have another hearing with them later in the month um, we're going to go meet at the county building and you know they're going to act like the pompous assholes they are and we're going to basically nail and staple their ball sack to the wall <laughs> with our attorney present and it's going to be fantastic and the only option will be basically bankrupt the town because our lawsuit is big enough that it will bankrupt the town or all of them resign that's the options so it's basically going to be their ego versus the town and we're going to hold them to it and then when a spot opens up which should be fairly soon i'm going to go and put my hat in and run for council or mayor or whatever the hell's available And we'll just get in and change what we need to change. And I basically want to repeal everything that this council has done. So whatever they've done, I want to repeal it. And we have enough people that are interested in this fight that I think we can, as businesses and residents, basically take the town over and the town will become a product of us, not us becoming a product of the town. So Soon to come, maybe Council Member Buffalo. We don't know. We have no idea. Mayor Buffalo. We'll see. Uh, but I'll keep you guys updated. I can't say anything else. I think I've already said too much. So we'll we'll see how it goes. We have a meeting with the attorney tomorrow. Everything's everything's hunky dory. And just to let you guys know how great our attorney is, they've sued the city of Pocatello for doing the same thing and won four and a half million dollars. We'll probably be able to sue for at least half that. So yeah, we, we're not backing down. And the problem is everybody in this town is, uh, good people. They hate the city council. They don't like what they're doing, but when you hold them accountable, they're like, wait a second, you're being a little rough here. And so now they're trying to paint us as bullies and we're harassing them because we're asking them for public records. Apparently so this whole council has turned into snowflakes. They are just Melting like the snowflakes outside (laughs) and it's been fantastic We are we basically have had the upper hand this entire time and it's been fantastic. So Yeah, it's I know I know Bob you and I we talked about you talked about maybe running for sheriff and I was like do it Man at this point like I know I'm an anarchist. I fucking hate the state, but at this point Let's do it. Let's just take over because if these dumbasses don't want to do it and nobody's going to do anything about it, I'm going to step in and be the man to do something about it because my grandfather would never put up with this shit. My grandmother certainly wouldn't put up with this shit. She'd be out in the street with pitchforks. So I better do it now right. because no one here is doing it. So I guess I'll be the dick.
4: Cool. <laughs> it sounds stressful. It sounds, <laughs> sounds stressful to me. It's, it's been.
1: It's been something. Just people talking shit, you no, know, yeah. like it's it's not like we have a giant target on our back or anything, uh, but I don't
0: care. I carry a gun. I'm fine. Yeah.
1: It's, (laughs) it's been interesting. Just, uh, how everyone is okay with how things have been going. Like we, he's been stepping up and trying to stop this from happening with the other folks in town. And, uh, just people are get upset about that. like, we're trying to help you. Why are you getting uh, mad? It just, you're yeah. fine with just mediocrity i'm just kind of like well,
0: oh, i'll remember are, that i'll remember that when i get on council i'll charge you more in
3: their in their cages because they don't want the responsibility of doing something right like no no, no, no what you're doing sounds like i might have to get involved or do something different i don't want to do that <laughs> Yeah. yeah
0: it's it's been pretty it's been pretty stressful in terms of just, you know, it's a small town, everybody talks, you know. So there's certain yeah. people that are like, I don't think he's gonna do anything. I don't think he's gonna do anything. And I'm the type of person that when you say, Oh, I don't think he's gonna do anything, I always when I say I promise I'm gonna do something, I do it. And sometimes you don't like it, but <laughs> at at this point, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to change the culture to something a little bit more liberty oriented, a little less snowflake, and a little bit more masculine. And I feel like well, you know, why not? Let's just do that and see what happens. Oh, and yes. You know, fuck it. If people don't like me, I'm not here to be liked. I don't care. I don't gain satisfaction well, from them.
3: Well, they, they will like you once they see what you've done. You know, it, that's always the way it goes, right? Like they're going to fight it. But then once you liberate them. Oh, if you're them, successful,
4: they're going to be on the side of the winner. You know, sure. so slaves,
3: historically, oh, yeah. slaves didn't want to be free. Yeah you know they they were like whoa whoa hey uh the, if you free us then we're just kind of out there homeless yeah, right now we problems. have
4: a place to live and stuff and it's right it's like i mean that's that's an analogy for what all of humanity is right now because we're all slaves and we're like wait 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 don't do anything make sure you stockholm syndrome yeah, yeah, our, yeah, our city council here locally um, was still meeting online and not allowing anyone in chambers until just a few months ago due to COVID. Jesus. The county council people, council members come with masks on and shirts that say I'm vaxxed and anything they're talking about is just trying to pass new money for the health department, new um, propaganda stuff for um our kids like to go into schools and talk about vaccines and stuff like that. And there is a, there's a group in town called be brave and they show up at every single meeting. They would show up and st- zoom call, but stand in front of chambers, like the whole time that they had the chambers closed, like you need to reopen this so we can all have a face to face conversation. It's awesome. And those were some of the people that I had in my house for the, uh, nice. for the sauerkraut yeah. thing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that, but I can help by making, t- showing you how to make sauerkraut. So you have good microbiome to keep enduring this stressful situation.
0: That's actually really helpful, lang because I mean, I'm not going to lie. The one thing that has been consistent has been the sauerkraut and, you know, all the fermented set, like the dilly beans and all the stuff that you make. And I'm not going to lie, like as stressful as it is, I have no problem going to the bathroom.
4: I was going to say, same. the one thing that has been consistent is your bowel movements. Exactly. And that's important.
0: Sometimes it's a little too consistent, you know, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> We need the competition though. For sure. (laughs) I love it. Oh my god
3: Yeah, dude, I love it. I I don't know that I'm in a small enough county that I can do anything just yet. Um, I'd want to move to a smaller county. Um or get is there one? Yeah, I mean there are a few that are really small. Like Trinity County is is tiny. Um So there are some small counties around Um, Grimes is the county that we're next to um, and it's extremely corrupt and Walker County is the county that we're in and it's it's massive. So there's corruption but there's really it's got a couple really big cities in it Um, and so it'd be it's a lot more difficult to kind of do something where you're going to you're going to have an effect.
0: Right. For sure, so. you know you know what my recommendation is is uh start with the town, not the county first. We are where we're at. We are the county seat, but this town comes first. And so always get in and recognize and understand and talk to the city workers, especially anybody who does any kind of hard work in the right of ways, digging, trenching, those kinds of things. If you're good with those people, that is the people who actually run shit uh the the people that sit in a building and vote on how much money to spend how much of your money to spend they aren't real workers and that's why i i already told her i was like if i can get in and fix some stuff and fix what i need to do i'm done i don't need to be in there anymore vote for somebody else because none of that seems fun to me i don't want to go and hang out with these people every (laughs) couple weeks and at a meeting like these people these people are horrible like absolutely horrible people their 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 favorite thing to talk about is literally how to spend our money on useless shit they we're running out of water but guess what we just got guys a splash pad fantastic (laughs) thanks where's our fucking water oh it's in the splash pad we appreciate it so so it's so stupid it doesn't make any sense these people just want to spend our money so i'm just gonna go in and this we're gonna try and pad
4: probably open what four months out of the year exactly less than that <laughs> exactly <Right.
0: laughs> what a, a splash
3: pad when you can't even see your driveway because it's frozen exactly. <laughs> that's like, bananas seems like yeah, ridiculous I
4: can't believe, i'm money. still blown away that kaylee was picking strawberries a week or two ago yeah what the like, hell we don't get our strawberries till the end of june
2: here it's so strange
0: you're
3: lucky yeah. it doesn't
2: compute <laughs> Man, yeah it's
3: been insurance. now we've had a couple cold chills here and there that you know you could definitely see that they were spraying something or doing something and then a few days later the weather gets shitty um but it's been kind of above between 60 and 80 for the past month or so
2: except Give for next week it's supposed to be in the 30s wait but yep uh, how hot was it
4: Six between 60 and
3: 80 we've had as Damn. much as 80 degree days
4: wow yeah i don't wow. think we, we haven't been up to 60 yet but it's it's and it's freezing some of the time at night but it gets down into the the upper 30s at least and then it's up into the 50 i'm gonna 50s. pass yeah, it's, it's shorts to and on. t-shirt
3: <laughs> it's shorts and t-shirt weather down here for the most part right now
4: wow. well I, my right. kid was outside in a t-shirt all day <laughs> it was because the sun was out it was 54 yeah. degrees in the sunshine or whatever but yeah, sweater weather what are I, you talking about? I,
0: I wore yes. i wore shorts outside today
4: well yeah we got it in the 40s yeah so it's
1: nice it, it we're warm. getting there <laughs> i mean the sun well, depends
3: on the wind i mean i can handle 40 degrees if it's not windy you know then yeah it's fine it's that wind that really makes it brutal especially like here The it's so wet that when it's windy and cold like it's just like Icicles blowing in your face it makes Yikes. it so much worse. It'll be 40 degrees, and you know, it'll, you'll have a 10 mile an hour wind, and the feels like will be like 20 or uh 32. It'll drop it almost 10 degrees just because of the wind.
0: As someone who's had icicles literally grow on his face, uh, outside during the <laughs> storms, I resent that because yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. Come
2: spend fun. the winter with
0: us, yeah,
3: man. Y'all gotta. Yeah, Snow, come down snowbirds.
2: Weather.
4: We have lots of people that go to Arizona for for the winter here. Snowbirds. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should have a, a vacation home that you guys could go to. Ah. With a, bring pack the chickens into a trailer and just go. I think that would be really hard on a bird, actually. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. have like a go from be, like being really cold to being warm, they'd probably like die of heat stroke.
0: Oh, oh yeah, man. our chickens are actually like come back
3: to them for sure.
4: And you haven't lost any birds due to the weather. This, this is, is this your first winter with birds, right? Yeah. This is the
0: first winter yeah. with birds. We have not lost any birds. And our chickens are like Rambo. They will actually walk on the snow. And we've heard from everybody in town, their chickens refuse to walk on the snow. So it's like, all right, we put them out. We let them deal with all this you know, horrible weather. They've feathered. They've toughened up. And now they're like just butch and they just deal with it. You know? <laughs> yeah, the
4: Is it like works. firm enough that you can walk on it? Like they're not going to like sink into it, right?
0: Right now it's a little, it's a wash. It depends on where they walk. But when it was hard winter, it was straight solid ice. They could walk on it.
4: Yeah. Cause ours will come wow. out in the snow. They don't like it as much. They don't do as much, but they'll come out in the snow a little bit and then go back in. But it's never that deep. You know, it's like six inches a foot. Maybe at most.
3: Oh. Yeah. the first winter we had chickens it actually snowed and we got a couple inches of, of snow and the birds didn't even care like they were fine they were roaming around in the yard like totally okay and we were all super worried about it and we had chicken people yeah we were way worried um and we had chicken people from colder regions that were like it's not a problem i had one guy tell me he was like my birds sleep in the trees like i don't even have a a coop for them they sleep in the trees like it's fine
4: before we it's- got chickens i i got the some like videos from the library like on how to chicken stuff you know and i was watching one and it just kept emphasizing that you had to insulate your coop and you need a heat lamp and all the stuff and i was like oh geez really i didn't know they were so wussy and then it comes it was like the minnesota council of blah, 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 at the end and i was like oh these people are in minnesota they're like <laughs> they're it's freaking freezing there i'm like i don't think i need a heat lamp or anything. so i had to go and research do a little more research to find out that no we don't need a heat lamp we all the only thing we have is uh the heated water base we have metal waters and we have the heated water base and those are plugged in just so that they the water doesn't freeze and that makes our job so much easier since we got those
3: yeah
0: that's that's all we have too we just have the heated water thing we don't put any heaters in there we don't put any lights other than the the one you know little disco light that we turn on for a couple hours you know towards the end of the day but no they're, they're as natural as we can leave them alone and if we leave them alone they tend to sort it out although they've been picking on each other lately
4: yeah they were go ahead how how many eggs are you guys getting through the the cold of it like still getting (laughs) eggs yeah
1: we today we actually got nine we got (laughs) nine today yeah so we've been like getting as low as two to as high as like six Mm -hmm. but they've been gradually laying more we've noticed so our numbers are probably gonna jump up pretty soon with more sun I what's would... the temp
0: well today i think it got it it, it got was in to the 40s the, yeah i got
3: to the 40s today yeah nights
1: nights are uh, still cold like the tens
3: how many egg layers do you guys have
0: we have uh 12 no 11 11, 11 egg layers so okay nine, so, nine so and you
3: there. get you got up to nine yeah Yeah, that's great that's that's pretty good percentage
4: and they're but their first year so just keep in mind like you get new hens this year so you make sure you have some first years because these guys probably won't want to lay like that through the winter next year right that's been my experience anyway we did our time yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's not yeah i'm gonna be
1: new definitely gonna glass some eggs oh yeah this summer for this winter in anticipation that we won't get have any eggs so i think yeah. we'll get enough to where i can glass a decent amount and we'll be good
0: good to go for sure we're we're yeah, planning on increasing the sale of eggs that we have too with all the new ones that we get
3: well yeah i don't think we're gonna have to worry about production as long as we can we we had a bout of mites um and so we had to we had to deal with that um that that caused our egg production to drop to nothing but- and
2: we're not sure like what percentage of mites is normal for country birds? Because we lived in Austin and we never had to worry about it, and now they're on like 500 acres. So, like, is some amount of mites just always going to be prevalent? Because I don't that,
4: think you should be able to see them. You know, right? Like, especially we don't see them until we put them their in birds their
2: birds in their bath. You know, because we give them yeah. a bath every month.
4: They uh, all,
1: yeah, they'll have mites, sh- but like you said, Lenny you shouldn't be able to see them.
2: No.
3: right yeah no. they take dirt baths and you know they kind of when it's dry they're all taking dirt baths and it's not an issue i'm yard... sure there's there's some level that they're gonna have a few mites on them regardless of, of anything
2: our property just but... gets so swampy with any amount of rain like it just doesn't soak into the ground it just holds
4: it's a it. lot
3: of clay <laughs> so here
4: when you're building in- that coop, plan a big, big tray or some kind of reservoir that doesn't have a roost above it, That's when you fill it with sand and diatomaceous earth, and yeah. then they'll want a dust bath in their own coop. We, we have a dirt floor in our coop, and it's dry in there, and they dust bath in there. It's annoying, because they dig this hole right where we put the ladder to get up to a box that's in the loft, <laughs> so Chad's the only one who can get up there, because I won't try to balance on a ladder. It's just not not something i'm into uh but yeah they dust bath in there in the wintertime even it's dry and it's all real wet here and i th- I really feel like that helps mm,
0: yeah i mean okay. we, we cool. sprinkle
4: diatomaceous earth yeah. all over that area too because that helps with pest con- pest control
3: yeah. yeah yeah and we're we're just more diligent about it now and we're back up to you know like we got 18 eggs today so. what was the temperature? Nice. yeah i think it only got up to like 65 70 something like that it was a cooler day today um and it's supposed to be dropping down i think this weekend the the low on saturday is like 34
2: the high today was
3: 74 74 yeah so
2: yeah
4: so we we get about eight we're getting about 18 a day right now with our give or take how many layers i don't know (laughs) There a, we lot, got, a lot. Our, our younger our younger flock is 5 and I think we have like 20 or 25 of the older birds, but I, I can't count them and I don't know. Yeah. We've added and subtracted too many times to to be able to tell. Um and we have three roosters and I think the youngest rooster has officially taken the flock the entire flock over the two older roosters um would not go to the trough to eat when he was eating so that was like oh okay no. all right rooster boy named roy is taking over the the flock we don't name any of our hens we just name our roosters,
1: roosters.
4: rooster uh roy and then silver fox and lucifer so lucy's a, <laughs> uh, lucy's a black rooster and then uh, silver fox is like uh, lavender americana so he's all silver and he was the one who was he was tough but i guess roy yeah. and him had been fighting for a ongoing squawking in the yard puffing their feathers up looking cool but now now that i saw that trough incident i'm like okay he's the new the new leader which is good because we're going to merge we have the younger flock still in the smaller coop and we're going to merge them soon so that we can use the smaller coop for our new hens when we have them and so that just means that they've i'm glad they've already established who's in charge because soon he's going to be bunking with them (laughs) do you have they like like
2: it or not does your flock separate with roosters? We've been wondering that because we have three roosters too. Um,
4: and they...
3: so,
2: so when
4: we let them all out, yeah, they kind of, they, we have, Lucy has like two hens that are his. Uh, Silver Fox has the 20 birds. And then uh, Roy has his five that he was hatched with, the younger ones. But now we're starting to see, you know, like a few of the leghorns are hanging out with Roy, who's a white rooster. See? I'm telling you our white leghorns racist. are migrating over to the white rooster cuz they're racist. Yeah, and so like it, we're yeah, seeing it privileged. slowly kind of move around but for the most part um they they stick with who they were hatched with. Um and if they were all hatched together then one rooster will end up with most of the flock and then maybe a couple ladies will go with the other guy.
0: Which is Yeah, we've got our
3: our first batch of eggs, uh our first hatch there spending most of their time in the a-frame in the front yard and our youngest rooster just hangs around the a-frame just crowing just like establishing his dominant he's like i can't wait till y'all so get like out you all gonna be mine
2: it's like grooming <laughs> it is that's gross
3: <laughs> it's pretty crazy to watch he just stands by him he'll he just eats by him he just hangs around the all a-frame day all, all day. day oh man he's indoctrinating them like (laughs) i'm the boss me so we
4: we have uh one of the females from the younger flock goes to bed in the big coop now but every morning when i open the door she runs out first and she runs really fast to the other coop by time i open the door she runs in and then walks out with them like
2: she I like her she life. was
4: in there the whole night and as long <sighs> as she's smooth when she does that nothing happens but if they notice her coming in they attack her. And so it's like they're like pissed that she didn't spend the night in the other coop unless she like fakes it like that which is su- super funny. That's hilarious. Like are so jump, strange Jump back into bed and pretend to be sleeping and then like wake up, "Oh, it's time to get up now." Oh, <laughs> Finally, awake. <laughs> Oh, my
1: God. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. But
4: I I like observing them like that because I think by understanding their natural patterns, you can help them so that we're not going to ever do anything that's going to devastate them by trying to, you know, merge them at the wrong time or whatever. Just paying attention, having the coops pretty close together. And then always our first step to merging flocks is letting all of them out at the same time for a long time. When we first have young ones, we don't let them out because they seem to attract predators. And then we wait until they're close to laying and hopefully we see that first egg in their coop before they start free ranging. And I know that's a long time, but that's helped us not attract the raccoons, which just murder and rip off all the heads of our chickens.
3: Oh, Jesus. That's
0: that's pretty crazy. We, uh, I have never seen a raccoon here. Yesterday we smelled a skunk. I will say uh, I had to murder a porcupine the other night we had a oh. uh, we had a porcupine that was up a tree we noticed one night a weird looking trail she's really good at tracking she took a tracking class and she's she's pretty good at recognizing different tracks and so we obviously you said it wasn't like a raccoon or anything and we realized we looked up in the tree and there's a porcupine we didn't think anything of it we just left it alone because we figured All right, it'll just go away. Porcupine don't go away. Apparently, once they pick an area, they stay in that area and they try to eat every tree they possibly can. So the next night we stayed up till about, you know, a little after midnight. But when I went out there, I took my grandpa's rifle. It was 22. I also took a wrist rocket and it's like, all right, one of these is going to handle this thing. We went out there. She shined the light. Porcupine was in another uh, apple tree. It was my aunt's apple tree, like the sweeter apples. It was in, first in a crab apple tree, so we didn't care. But this one, we don't want to lose these apples. So we shined the light. I hit it with the wrist rocket a couple of times. It just, they just put their quills out and they don't spray them or anything, but they put their tail and they start like doing this thing. Like they're going to bat you, even though they're up in the tree and they can't get you. <laughs> and I couldn't get it. And then the cat came around the corner and was like, "What's going on, guys? What are you doing?" And he jumps up in the tree. And he's like, "Oh, let me go hang out with this thing. This looks like a cat too." And he starts yeah. like climbing up and I was like, "No." We're
1: just Bob, like, "No, Bobby." Bobby no. no. And
0: I'm like, it's I, like midnight. I I throw the wrist rocket down, I grab the rifle. I just straight up just iron looking at the sight, no scope, just pop. Got it. Didn't come down. Pop. Got it again. Finally it came down. I grabbed that cat by the scruff and I took it back to its box and then it was still breathing so I put it down and it's that in a cooler way. right now. Uh and uh I want to I want to actually harvest some of it because I, apparently the porcupine hair sells for between $40 and $70 an ounce. If you have a pound of it, you can sell it for $500.
4: What do you I, use the hair for? What? Native, not quills, Native, Native, American hair.
0: Cra- Native American crafts and flies. When you make for fly fishing, oh,
4: okay. they yeah. use
0: porcupine hair for certain things.
4: Can you but, use the quills for anything? Yeah,
0: jewelry. You can use it to decorate. I mean, they, they don't knitting. sell for as much, wow. but yeah, you can use it. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not wasting it this porcupine. Make
3: some money. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> and they don't care That's if you shoot crazy. porcupines here, they're a pest. So we actually found another one down the street that I'm like, ooh. You know, maybe I'm going to just go over there, <laughs> go over there with my Aww. with my revolver and
3: just get into some old school fur trade.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Why not?
0: I mean, that's a normal business here. People catch beavers and stuff and they sell that. So might as well just do it. It was it was really it was tiring. Stressful. I felt bad because I'm like, I didn't want to have to kill you. I just wanted to scare you away. But you know, when the cat gets involved, you kind of—I just I didn't saw know quills they would eat going wood. in his face. Is
4: that what they eat? That's yeah. all they eat.
0: They eat wood, they shrubs, will
1: devastate trees. So we I had no idea. We could wow. not let them let it take out our the apple trees. That it because yeah. they would have, or it would have come here every night until uh who knows when. Yeah. So they usually stay within an acre of uh the area and this 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 They're property lazy. is six acres so it's yeah. definitely
0: picked this place yeah. as, as its place so we had to get rid of it on it's fine we'll just we'll yeah, use as much crazy. of it as possible and if the meat is still good which i doubt i i if you cook it so you get rid of the parasites like even if you just flame like put it over a flame and cook it we could feed it to the chickens because it's just more protein and they'll yep. eat it i've eaten porcupine before it doesn't taste good i wouldn't recommend it but you can <laughs> if you want to and I'm i'm not gonna eat this one Cause it's just gross.
3: (laughs) Awesome. No, but it can can be feed. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, anybody out there, if you're killing pests, skin them and cook them, feed them to your livestock.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I have to actually put the chickens away guys. Uh, do we (laughs) want to maybe like wrap it up and go around the table? All right. Uh, Bob Cayley. you guys want to start?
3: Sure. Uh, I'm Moral Bob. My podcast is Hidden in Plain Sight. Not the imitators that I have found recently. Another imitator. Um, and you can find me on all the podcast feeds. I'm on Instagram at the Hidden Pod. Uh, and we started our own podcast called New Kids on the Flock, where we just talk about chicken. Nice. It's just chickens and chickens and more chickens. Is
4: that still so on your same feed?
3: It's it's on my feed for now. I'll I'll break it off onto its own as soon as we get a logo probably and so I have a, you know, some artwork to go with it. I'll break it off on its own feed, but for now you can find it on my feed. Um at least once a month, every other week. We're trying to do it more often, but uh yeah. And this is my lovely wife, Kaylee. She's at That Retro Homestead, at That Retro Homeschool. Um, anything it. else? That's yeah. it. Oh, she does, a, she does a podcast with Drew Misson, sometimes, occasionally, called The Homeroom. Twice.
4: Room.
3: <laughs> it's a good podcast. Room? If you want to hear about education from a couple educators, um, it's called The Homeroom. It's on Drew Misson's feed, um, which is Missing the Point. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty good show for any, ho- any homeschoolers out there.
4: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm Lanny of greener postures. I have the greener postures podcast. We're talking all about sourdough this month. I have the World as It Is Today podcast with my husband, Chad, which we're not extremely active with, but we are going to try to put one out. You know, once a month or whenever we feel like it. So, check back <laughs> there if you're into it. People are still listening, so apparently it's, it's yeah. stuff that you want to hear when when we come out uh, with something. Um, we're definitely podcasting a lot. Unplugged is what we call it, where we just talk to each other. So that's been really fun too. Um, and uh, the sourdough workshop again is March 26th. That's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, live online. If you want to sign up, go to greenerpostures.com workshops. On that page, you'll also find uh, any of the other workshops I've ever done. And if you don't want to attend live, you can purchase the replay. So you can get the still get the canning workshop or the fermentation workshop or any of the uh, previous workshops, and you can still get the booklet. And, and most importantly, you get the access to the exclusive telegram group for Greener Postures where people are talking about all the cool stuff they're working on. So check it out
0: nice all right well i am buffalo and i'm lakes (laughs) and we host false reality check where we talk to a bunch of weirdos like us we uh actually have a great episode coming out tomorrow with dr nathan riley a fertility specialist holistic fertility specialist who is an actual medical doctor but he believes in integrative medicine because he's dropped all that rockefeller stuff and i'm really excited to put that one out and we co-host this podcast be the beauty with you lovely people and we just loved every minute of it and yeah. look forward to the next one
2: awesome awesome oh, yeah nice.
3: we did too man I've, I've missed doing these so if we can get if we can knock out one a month um i'm happy for i sure. miss you guys for yeah. sure Same sounds
4: here. good Same. i think we could do that for oh sure. yeah we can do once a month for sure. yeah it's yeah. awesome talking to you guys yeah All thank
0: right, you guys everybody. Right. Next time. Until next Put
3: those chickens up. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Later.
4: <laughs>